Hello, you're listening to the Greek to Me podcast, a daily discovery of the New Testament scriptures one word at a time. We hope today's podcast helps you better understand and appreciate God's word. It's January 25th, and we're going to start with our passage today in Matthew 28, 18 through 20. Matthew records, this is Jesus' great commission, and Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey all that I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always, even to the end of the age." The word I want to point out is always, where he says, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. The word always in the Greek is pantote. Uh, That's not what we have in the Greek here. We actually have three words in the Greek that are very different, that together are used as a figure of speech to mean always. What we literally have in the Greek is passos tos hemeras, and it literally means all the days or every day. And its literal meaning is of great significance. So Jesus literally says, Surely I am with you every day, or all the days, even to the end of the age. I confess, either way you slice it, this is among the most encouraging promises ever uttered by Jesus. But you have to admit, knowing that he is with me every day has a way of making tangible and real something still a little vague, has a way of making more personal what is still a little bit generic. I'm with you all the days, not only to perpetuity, but without one day's interruption, even to the end of the world. Or as one commentator says, the words emphasize continuity more than the English adverb always. The days that were coming might seem long and dark and dreary, but he, their Lord, would be with them in each of those days, even to the far-off end. Another reason I think the literal translation matters is because it maintains God's emphasis on daily provision. In Matthew 6, 11, Jesus teaches us to pray for God to provide our, quote, daily bread. And in Matthew 6, 34, a couple verses later, he continues and says not to be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. But the image of daily bread extends beyond our material need to our deepest spiritual need. You may recall in Exodus 16.4 when the Lord rained bread from heaven for his people, and they were told to go out and gather a day's portion every day, uh, and God says that he might test them whether they will walk in my law or not. And anything more than a one-day's ration would go bad, it would spoil, leaving them dependent once again on God's fresh provision the very next day. Well, this miracle comes full circle, by the way, as all miracles do, in Christ. In his words about himself in John 6, 35, Jesus says to them, I am the bread of life. Who comes to me shall not be hungry, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. He goes on to say that he is the true manna, or the bread that came from heaven. So with all this in mind, we get the resounding message that Jesus knows our need for his strength, his sustenance, and how it's not random or periodic, but it is constant. It is daily, even moment by moment. 
In Lamentations 3, we are taught that his mercies, God's mercies are new every day. And it's odd to me how easily I forget this. After all, every single day we humans go to sleep, proving, if anything, that we are not God. And upon waking up, the rising sun and the unbreakable pattern of life is there to remind us that he didn't go anywhere. But he held all things together as we slept, and he is then sufficient for the task of holding us together as we go about our day.